Dear family and friends of Douglas Black, on behalf of the London Free Reformed Church, we welcome you to this memorial service of a dear friend, husband, father, and grandfather. At a time such as this, it is uh, important that we come together to honor the one that we love, to support one another, and to encourage one another in the things of the Lord. And so the first song is one selected by the family, and that is found on the black books, which you would have received at the back. It's entitled, How Great Thou Art, number five in your hymn books.
Dear friends, a time such as this, it is such a comfort to know that there is a loving God who hears and answers prayer. And so would you join me now as we pray to God for his strength and grace for this memorial service. O great God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we do come before you crying out with groanings and weepings that cannot be uttered. In times such as this, words fail to describe the anguish and loss of one to whom is so dear to us. We pray that as we come together as a family and friends of Douglas Black, that you would minister healing and help to his dear wife, Jerry, to his children, grandchildren, all the family, O Lord. As each one mourns in their unique way, may it please you to give the peace that passes all understanding, a peace which you alone can give, and that peace which you are pleased to give through and in the great Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. We know that his words speak wisdom beyond what any man can give. We know that he is the one person who can heal the wounded heart, who can bring comfort to the despairing soul. He is the only one who can give the forgiveness of sins and eternal life. So may it please you, O wonderful Jesus Christ, Son of God. The word which we hear would be your word, and not the word of any man. Help us all, O Lord. We know that nothing happens by accident, even where our hearts cannot fathom what purpose you may have. We know that you have a good and wise purpose for whatsoever comes to pass. Help us, O Lord, even in the midst of deep sorrow, to bow under your will for our individual lives, to receive it in faith. And may it please you that you would give a word of instruction to each one of us, no matter where life's journey may find ourselves. Help us now, we pray, help the one who speaks and those who listen and cover each and every sin through the blood of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear friends, if you would turn in your Bibles, if you have a Bible or you wish to follow me in the pulpit Bible or in front of you, to the Gospel of John in the New Testament. At the burial service of Doug, we read from John chapter 5. And now I'd bring you to John chapter 14, the 14th chapter of John's Gospel. Here are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that they speak to your heart. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, 
believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am there, ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father, and how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me, because I live he shall live also. At the day ye shall know that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Judah saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye loved me, ye would rejoice, because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you 
before it came it come to pass that when it come to pass ye might believe hereafter i will not talk much with you for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me but that world may know that i love the father and as the father gave me commandment even so i do arise let us go hence I suppose that when we remember someone that we love that has departed from us, then all of the meetings that we remember with them take on greater significance. And I remember on one occasion when I was visiting Doug in the hospital, he wanted me to read from Psalm 23, and we read that together. That is actually a psalm which we sing together in our church. And if you look at in your in the front of your pews, you should see a blue book. Now that blue book uh, has Psalter 53, stanzas 1 to 5. And I'd like you to turn there. And Ray, would you mind playing the organ as we sing Psalter 53 together? Thank you. So we're going to sing Psalter 53, which is a version of the 23rd Psalm, which I'm sure as we begin to sing it together, you will will immediately remember that.
Friends, I'd like to read with you again two verses from John chapter 14. And I'm going to read verses 5 and 6. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Peter saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. On August 10th, 2023, Douglas Black passed away at the old age of 80 years. And how is it that any life can be spoken about and summarized in a way that would do justice to him? Certainly, I cannot each one of us in a special way and for his dear wife Jerry and for his immediate family and all those who knew him and loved him it would be impossible to summarize what he meant for myself I've enjoyed hearing of some of those stories of Doug's life how it was that he served in the military, served his country, was deployed to Europe, worked for many years in a job at the the Ford plant, and met Jerry at a restaurant where they were playing pool together. And so they fell in love and came to be married in time. And for myself, as I've only been here in London For a few years, it took a little while for me to get to know Doug, for his health has been declining for some years, as you well know, and it's difficult for him to get out. But I remember uh, getting to know Jerry quite well in those early months when I was settling in. As it happened, my family had a had a loss where uh, my wife suffered a, a sudden miscarriage. And over a period of months, I think both of us were experiencing some depression. And Jerry was one of the folks who came and visited me and my wife and, and encouraged us when we were going through that difficult time. And when we began to pray together in a weekly prayer meeting, Jerry was one of the ones who frequently attended. And as we were praying for all the members of our, of our church, one of the things that we regularly prayed for was Doug. For whenever we would talk about him, it was so clear that Jerry loved her husband so much. And for her, her great burden was that he would come to have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, even after so many years and as his health was declining. And we spoke on the phone on occasion and continued to pray, and all of a sudden, on a Sunday morning last fall, Doug arrived at church. The first time I'd had an opportunity to see him in, in person, he'd bought a new suit, and he told Jerry... I'm going to come to church with you. And in the course of those months, he he did come to worship 
but he also had his health take a, a very sudden downturn and spent many months in the hospital. And in those contexts, I had the great privilege of speaking to him about spiritual things. And as he opened up his heart to the Word of God and as he really began to consider the importance of being right with the Lord, he made a profession of faith in our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. For myself, I think that is such an encouraging thing, something that I know Jerry takes great comfort in during this difficult time. As I was considering what message to bring you, I wanted to focus on something that I think Doug would have us to focus on, and that is the great importance of understanding what it is to have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And those verses that I've read, I want to briefly open them up for you this afternoon, this morning. And uh, first, I want to point out to you this question that a man named Thomas asked Jesus, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? I don't imagine that there's any one of you who likes the feeling of being lost. Maybe as you were driving down Tote Road, you asked to ask yourself the question, am I lost? Because I'm told there's a church here, but it seems as though we're just going down a dirt road into a forest, and there's a beaten down barn on our left, and it's not looking very promising, but... Hopefully you kept on driving and you became encouraged. Okay, here there is actually a church in the middle of this cornfield, sort of hidden away. And for myself, whenever I, I see those cornfields outside as it grows tall this time of year, I, I think of a story about a little boy whom I know. His father and his family were out sharing a meal with some friends nearby a cornfield and their little dog, he ran into the cornfield, and a three-year-old boy, he ran in after the dog. And you can imagine a little boy full of energy running in those tall uh, fields of, of corn get lost pretty quickly, and, and pretty soon he looked around this way and that. He was completely lost, began to cry and sob, wondering if he'd ever be found by his mom and dad. And that feeling of being lost, not knowing where to go, feeling helpless. That's something like what Thomas was experiencing. You see, Thomas, he was a Christian. He was one of the early Christian disciples following Jesus Christ. And Jesus, on this night when he is going to be betrayed, Jesus is telling Thomas that he is going to die. He's going to leave them. And it won't be the end. He will rise from the dead and, and he will ascend to his father in heaven. And what he's doing is he's trying to prepare his friends, his disciples, for this sad time. He's saying, don't let your heart be troubled. I will come for you, he says. But Thomas, he just feels overwhelmed. He feels confused. He says, I don't know where you're going, Jesus. How can we know the way? 
He felt that. He felt that he could never find, again, the Lord Jesus Christ. He felt as though he was lost. You see, to be lost in this way, to not feel as though you know where you are going, can be a very disturbing thing. Jesus speaks in a beautiful way about heaven in this chapter. Did you notice? He says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. He speaks about heaven not as a a scary place or as a place that we would never want to go to, but as the safe home of a father, a place where there is room for all of God's children. And he spoke that, saying, I go to prepare a place for you so that his followers would not be troubled, but that they would know that there was a home for them even beyond the grave. As I got to speak to Doug and And as we opened up the scriptures, what I found was that he was asking questions like that. How can I know the way to heaven? What a great question we can all ask. How is it that we can go to heaven? I remember years ago when I was working as a funeral director and I began to be exposed to grief and loss on a daily basis. How little I'd thought about my own death before that. Sometimes we imagine that we don't have to think about that. We can push it off and push it off because maybe really at some level we don't believe that day will ever come. And yet on a day like today we're reminded that we can't put off that question. We have to ask, are we ready to die? Are we ready to go into the next life. If we have some awareness even of the holiness of God, how great and perfect he is, and how sinful we are, how each one of us daily in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions and choices, we don't live according to the great standard of God and his commandments. We don't love God with our whole hearts or love our neighbors as ourselves. No, we daily sin and sin. And so how is it? How is it we could go into the presence of a holy God? An important question. Well, Jesus gives a full and perfect answer to that question. This is how each one of us can know the comfort and peace of both living and dying happily. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So you're lost in the woods. You're not sure, am I going to turn this way or that way? And all of a sudden, here is a way. Here is a path. And it presents itself to you. Maybe if you follow this path, you can lead your way home. You can come to safety. Well, Jesus says to this poor, confused disciple, here is the way, but it's not merely a set of directions I'm giving you. 
It's not just some instructions on how to find your way when you are lost. No, he says, I am the way. The way to heaven, you see, is just not a set of rules or a set of instructions. So I were to say, well, the way you can be uh, fit for heaven is to be a good person. No, not one of us could be good enough to go to heaven. The only way that any of us can go to heaven is through a person, this person who says, I am the way. If any one of us were to say that, to say, I am the way to heaven, that would be madness. But here's one who says that as the very Son of God, the one who has eternally existed with his Father and is equal to the Father in all things, the one who made you and me. He is truth itself. He is life itself. He is never far from us, for we depend upon him for our very existence. This very one who is God, he became man, born of the Virgin Mary. He lived a true and righteous life, the true God-man, the one who can bring sinners back to the Father, not by giving them a set of instructions on how to be a good person, no, but by fulfilling the requirements of God's commandments for us. And yes, by suffering, suffering for us. Each one of us, guilty sinners, we deserve God's judgment and wrath. We deserve not to have a home for us in the Father's house, but to be cast away forever. Each one of us do not deserve heaven. But here is one who suffered the pains of hell. He suffered what you and I deserve upon the cross. This was God's means of securing a place for us in heaven. And this was God's means of ensuring a way to heaven. Not through our own works, not through our own efforts, but that anyone, no matter what life they have lived, no matter how long they may have put off considering their final destination in the world to come, there is this way, this person who has suffered in our place and rose again on the third day in order that he could speak to us from his word and speak to you, my friend, and say, would you live and die happily. And you must know this, I am the way. No other way, he says, no man comes to the Father but by me. You know, it's striking things that sometimes we want to invent all our own way. That little boy in the cornfield, he, he kept on wandering about, wandering about in, in the corn. Maybe I can find my father this way. Maybe I can find him that way. But the only way he was saved was when his father found him. It was an amazing thing, you know, being lost in one of those cornfields. Sometimes people are lost for hours and days. 
My father was able, his father was able to trace maybe where he'd gone to cry out to him, Son, son, do you hear me? And then to stop in his tracks and to follow the path of his father's voice. His father spoke to him and found his little boy and brought him home to safety. And until that point, he was just making himself more and more lost through his feeble efforts. Is there anyone here who maybe hears the voice of God calling you today? And he's telling you that your life is precious, that your soul is important. At the time that you have here in this world should be spent getting right with God and being prepared for the world to come. I think that putting that off and and not really understanding what it is to be saved, well, that can be something that can be such a burden both to yourself and to those who care about you. I think that the greatest comfort that we can have today is that Doug placed his faith in one who was strong to save, who was perfectly acceptable to the Father, who was able to rescue anyone, no matter how lost they are. The prophet Isaiah says, All we like sheep have gone astray, but the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Let me read one more verse from Proverbs chapter 3. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not upon thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Dear friends, our own understanding can never find the way home. But God has revealed the way. It is through his Son, Jesus Christ. Receive him as your way, your truth, and your life, and he will not let you down. Amen. Let us pray, dear friends. Most faithful Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word, which deals with us so honestly and yet so tenderly. We pray, Lord, that your, way, your word would have its way with us and that we would be drawn unto you in faith. O oh Lord, grant your Holy Spirit. Grant us eyes to see. Grant us, Lord, that we would trust in you. I pray for each person here that as they mourn and as they grieve, that you would give them the peace that passes all understanding and that they would take their hope and comfort in the promises of eternal life In Jesus Christ, we pray these things in your blessed name. Amen. And this time we're going to sing again from that blue book in front of you. And this time we're going to sing another one of the Psalms from the Bible. This one is number 212. And as you open that up, you'll see that um, the page labeled second tune with those three stanzas. That's going to be what we're going to be singing from.
Dear friends, the family has requested at this time we recite the Lord's Prayer together. So if you would join me in saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory 